guys, welcome back to the Homework Assignment Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Patino. Today we have an amazing episode prepared for you. Um, we are with Jason Payne, the owner, founder of State 48 Roofing. I'm sure you guys have seen their trucks everywhere. Hashtag sexy roof, right? Amazing uh, marketing, amazing. I mean, they're just everywhere. It's fantastic. So welcome, Jason. Thank you. Appreciate it. So uh, State 48 Roofing, tell me, tell me, what is State 48? Dude, so I... Uh... I don't even know where I ran in a state 48. It was going to be Route 66. So that goes okay. across you know, yeah. Arizona. I wasn't doing that. And then somehow I ran in a state 48. Um, there's 114 different entities of state, state 48. 48. So I get credibility. I had somebody tag me the other day like, oh, we saw this and saw that. And I was like, it's not me. It was somebody else. But I get credibility for it. So, yeah, um, yeah from landscaping to real estate. Uh, painting. Yeah the, yeah. the apparel company. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, but yeah, so I... Started working for my uncle for eight, nine years. Uh, wanted to buy in, didn't work out. Went and sold as an outside sales rep for a year, bootstrapping this. And um, started it from scratch in August of 2019. And I believe that you are your brand. And yeah. no matter what it is, like Amazon, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, people are like, oh, you gotta have this crazy, all these cool colors and this awesome logo. And I was like, dude, it doesn't matter what your logo is and what your brand is, it's what you put into it. Right. Nike is literally a. A, a a lazy check mark, right? Like Amazon <laughs> is Amazon is literally like a bowed arrow blue. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? So it's like, but it's what you target is literally two circles. No, three. Literally two circles, a big one and a dot in the middle. That's it. Walmart has their stupid little yellow star asterisk thingy. Yeah, I've seen right? some weird logos that just right. are huge companies. Yeah, yeah. But, they're, but they're massive because it's what you put into the the marketing the messaging behind it and the advertising behind it. That, that's really what it comes down to. Cause I've seen some gangster logos yeah, and they have one truck yeah, or they do, you know, they don't, they're not on social media. They're not running ads They're and they stay small, but they have this amazing marketing tool that is underutilized. Right. Right. Like you need to ten, talk about, you know, GC and all that stuff, you know, 10 X your efforts with your marketing, your advertising, they don't know you. They can't flow you. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Well, that's so. Just so you guys know, so Jason um, has a coaching program, mm -hmm. um, Sexy Business, right? Yep. Um, and we're a part of it. So we've been able. He, he's a mentor of ours. It's been amazing to learn from you. And that is like one thing. Like you're all about your brand, and it's made the world of a difference for our company and us branding. Um, do you think that's what set you apart from other roofing companies? It's just the the branding and the recognition and the promoting. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because there's there's a lot of of great quality roofing contractors out there, mm -hmm. whether they're boomers and they're older or, or they're, you know, our age and they're in, in, in the upcome um, or the come up. The, the difference is a lot of, especially in the roofing industry, blue collar in general mm -hmm. is we under market ourselves. We bank, we bank on referrals. Okay. Well, what happens if people, when people stop referring you or you, 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 you basically bleed out that resource, right? Right. Then what? You're screwed. Right. Yeah. Instead of like having getting exposure and getting attention and that, that we call omnipresence. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you guys are everywhere. You guys are everywhere. You guys, you said it's your trucks everywhere. Cool. Why? Because I make all my sales reps wrap their vehicles. Every one of our production vehicles are wrapped. I know guys that have more trucks and more stuff, but either their brand sucks or they don't like, they don't have wrapped vehicles. Right. Like yeah. you just got yeah. yours wrapped a little bit yeah. ago. Same thing. I'm like, dude, you're, you're missing out on opportunity when you could like i never go anywhere now ever with either my hat or my shirt with either my consulting business or my roofing business on 
Why? Because I, I actually gave Afton, my uh, marketing manager, crap, the other, uh, this is probably a year ago now, but it's still one of my favorite stories, is she had on like an Ariat, uh, like a like a polo or a t-shirt or whatever. Okay. And I said, oh, cool. I was like, does Ariat cut your checks? <laughs> it's like during a work day. And she's like, no, cool. Take it off. Yep. It was a hat. And I was like, no, see ya. Right. And so the only time I will represent any other brand is someone that transacts with me, like you guys. Yeah. Right. So someone that I work with, either I coach or someone that I, that has helped me grow my business. For example, uh, Andy Versella first form. Yeah. Like I'll wear yeah. his stuff. Uh, Andy Elliott, Elliot Army, I'll wear his stuff. Um, because but one, I'm in one of their coaching programs and the other one, has, I, I use the supplements and everything behind him, but like I'm not just gonna randomly wear like a like a big old Nike shirt or a you, you pick it right, right? right. just because at, at the end of the day it's like they're not cutting you a check if they're cutting you a check to promote it different conversation right but like at the end of the day like small business owners we all go out of everybody goes out of business so fast because you're not promoting yourself enough mm-hmm. and nobody knows who you are so you have so there's there's obscurity right and so if they don't know you they can't flow you and but you're but you're willing to make Oakley or Nike or Adidas or Ariat or you yeah, pick it. Them. Yeah. yeah, Chevy, GMC. I'm like, dude, get that shit off my truck. Why? Yeah. It's like, does GMC come in and check? No, get that freaking decal off of there. Yeah. Right? Rip it off and put put my logo there. Put my stuff there, right? Why is there not, you know, some random, why, why is this podcast your podcast instead of something else? Yeah, exactly. Right? Because that, because you, when you truly understand, I learned this from Sean Whalen on my, he came on my podcast and he talked about how, like, be your brand. Mm-hmm. He's like, you are your brand always at church, in the bedroom, in the classroom, at work, right? It, it doesn't matter where you are. You are your brand. Be your brand always. So let me ask you a question. Um, and I've, I've been asked this before. So when it comes to like promoting and branding, some people are like, yeah, I just don't want people to know about who I am personally or about like my, my life, you know, at home. Like some people um, have like a separate Instagram where it's just them and their family life. And then they have their, you know, their brand and they don't put their face on it. Right. Cause they don't want right. people to really, what, what, what do you, what do you have to say? Like what, what advice to those people about what's the difference between branding your company and actually you being the brand, I guess is, is what the question is. So I ran into this about two years ago with my wife and um because the company the my previous consulting business that i had was not in line with my wife and i's core values okay and so she wasn't okay with my brand that i had a business in being um having my family affiliated with it but with state 48 she's all about it she's all about it um to each their own you're it's missed opportunity at the end of the day justify however you want oh i don't do it for this and that cool so when you're struggling or when cash flow is not there or when the leads aren't there, be like, hey, all those times that they could have seen your vehicle or could have seen your shirts or could have seen you doing X or Y or Z, that's called missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. And how many hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars of missed opportunity are you willing to give up because you don't want people to see you? Know who what, what are you hiding? Yeah. I don't want my kids to see it. I'm sorry. You're like, your shit's public anyways. Right. If you want to figure out who you are and who your kids are, they can't. Yeah. They're going to find out. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, are you really teaching your kids? Grant Cardone taught me this. Blew my brains out. Strangers have your money. Mm-hmm. Your family doesn't cut your checks. Right. Your friends don't don't even use your services. Right. Ninety percent of the time. Yeah. So. Family, yeah. Yeah. Like close close friends. They don't buy roofs from me. Right. My my own family. My freaking brother's a roofer. Like. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I've never get like. So when you truly understand that, it's like. Strangers have your money. So before I met you, you were a stranger. And I found a stranger and out of value, and now we're not a stranger. 
right? But that stranger gave me money for, whether it's for a roof or for consulting or whatever. So we truly understand that you need to be teaching your kids that. We always, we're, we were brought up, I feel like we were raised really, really well in certain things and really bad yeah. in a lot of other things. And one of them being, don't talk to strangers. Why not? Yeah. Don't talk to, what are they going to do? Steal you, rape you, kill you? Like, what? Like, that's not even a thing. Yeah. But that's, a, but that's like how it's, it, it's the stupidest thing in the world. But when you realize that when you go bid a job, when you go talk to a client, when you go look at a remodel or an addition or a spec house or doing a bathroom, you're going into a stranger's house. Mm. You're looking at, you're going into a stranger's office, right? Like before I knew you guys, I would have come into a stranger's, right, podcast room. Yeah. And so when you truly understand that, that's that's where it's come to me where strangers have that and you need to be teaching your kids that strangers have your money. So I always tell my kids, hey, talk to everybody. Yeah. Go talk to that dude. Go talk to that lady. Go talk to that person. Because at the end of the day, if if obscure obscurity is reason why number one reason why businesses, small businesses go out of business, do the exact opposite. So you want everybody to know who you are. Mm-hmm. So how, so with your yeah, do you have a sales team? Oh yeah. Okay. So your sales team or your employees, how, how do they incorporate the brand of Safe 48 into their lives? Is it just a during a work thing or do they live the brand as well? No, they, they live the brand as well. Um, some more than others. Yeah. Some are more, I don't say bought in, but some of them love it. Um, one, another thing that the business owners, small business owners skip out on is stuff like this, right? Little Yetis with their logo yeah. on them. Yeah. A, a non-work, nice. non-work apparel, right? <laughs> yeah. Non-work apparel yeah. like, oh, I wear the same polo to work every day. Cool. But like, is there a t-shirt that you'd wear camping, mm-hmm. right? Like I just saw Jesse Espinosa, right? RCS yeah. Plumbing. Yeah, yeah. He was rocking my uh, sexy business out of shirt. Why? Because at our mastermind, I gave him out for free. And sure enough, he's literally riding dirt bikes with his daughter. And guess what? He's rocking it. Why? Because He's part of the mastermind and he supports the brand Yeah, and it's a cool looking shirt. Yeah. But like a lot of times we skip out on that. We don't give that to our employees. So if you're not giving your employees your own swag to wear, they're still going to wear something. It's just not going to be your brand. Well, why wouldn't you want them to wear your brand always? Mm -hmm. Right. But a lot of times we won't supply that for them. They're going to wear other stuff. They just are. But if you supply it for them, a lot of them will wear it outside of work. And that's how a lot of mine are is they'll, they'll wear their shirts, they'll wear their hats, their hoodies, their beanies, that kind of stuff outside of work because I try and give them uh, a lot of apparel outside of the works, uh, workplace. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I think um, I think that's kind of one of the biggest things with, with brands. Like I see a lot of companies and like the owners die hard for the brand, but then nobody else is. Like they'll wear the work shirt during the day and then that's it, right? So like mm-hmm. um, how, how do you get your people to live that? Like like what, what do you do in-house in your workspace? Like for, for all these people out there, all the small business owners that are having a hard time to get their employees to show motivation or initiative to be able to live the brand and spread the word, like mm-hmm. what, what advice do you have for them? So number one thing is culture, Okay, right? When you get them bought into the brand – a lot of times, the reason why they're not bought into the brand is because you're not bought into them. Yeah. And initially, as the business owner, you need to buy into the employee before the employee buys into the the, the business, the brand, or the owner. Okay. Plain and simple. So when you so that's where our PPFs come in, right? Personal, professional, financial goals. Yep. You really find out, and what you do is you pass on that authority, you pass on that torch of authority from the business owner, right, to the team member in whatever space it is. Hey, you're a sales rep for the, you're in AR, you're in whatever, right? You're in sales, yep. you're in production here, here, I'm passing this baton, this torch onto you of authority. You are now the CEO of this position. And when you truly pass on that authority and pass on that, like, Hey, you are now an entrepreneur. 
Yep. A lot of people don't want to own a business. They they don't. They don't want the risk. Like I said, I have a six figure payroll every Friday. I'm sure you've got, you have you have fat checks too. Every single Friday, six yeah. figures come out of bank, my bank account. Every single Friday, 52 yeah. weeks out of the year. When a lot of people don't want. They're like, uh, I don't want that risk. I don't want to take that yeah. on. Holy cow, scary, yeah. whatever, right? And so when you truly understand this, but some people want to work for an amazing business owner where they can call home, yeah, where they can set up shop. That is an entrepreneur. But what happens is a lot of us. As business owners, we treat our employees like liabilities, not assets, mm-hmm. instead of assets, not liabilities. When you treat them like an asset and treat them like they're part of the team and you give them that authority and you treat them as their, as their own business owner, as their own CEO of their position, you now start to create a culture where they're responsible for their actions and what they do. And now they're proud of who they are. They're proud of their department because yeah. they own that department. They don't just work in that department. They own that department. They own that position. Yeah. And that's been my biggest thing is when you truly do that and you, uh, a lot of it, Tommy Mello teaches this to have a lot of outside of work activities, right? Whether it's top golf or bowling or camping or uh, a side-by-side, you know, event or whatever, uh, you can go ax throwing, go target shooting, whatever, um, food. When you go and do those things, you really can start to create a culture where people are now proud of proud of where they work mm-hmm. and they don't treat it because if they're just treating it like a nine to five, they're going to check in, they're going to check out. And, yeah. and the other thing too is now most people are on a salary or an hourly position. Mm-hmm. And so when they check out, they're like, I'm not being paid to wear the brand. I don't care. Yeah. And I, every Friday, this is where, this is where their mindset's wrong is well, if I, whether I wear a shirt or a hat or this or that on the weekends or after work or before work, who cares? I'm still going to get my paycheck on Friday until you go to business. Yeah. And then you get no checks and then your, and then your job is to find a job. Right. And so when you truly understand that the goal and you sell them on the culture, sell them on the goal of, okay, our next goal is 15 million or 25 million or a hundred million or, or, or you're just starting out your, my first, my, I want to do my first million. When you truly, whoever works for you, when you truly sell them on the vision of where you want to go and their role in getting there, you there, it takes time by the way. It's not, it's not a switch. Yeah. Not it, an overnight thing. No. Because it's you have to mold them and sell or be sold, right? Like yeah. Grant's book. Yeah. You're literally selling them over and over and over again that this is the best GC company, this is the best roofing company, this is the best consulting business, and everything. And we are going to build something, and you are a you are a valuable asset in order to build that. I need you all in. I'm all in. You need to be all in. Or if one of the two of us are not all in, one you can't work here. Two, we're not going to hit our goal. Mm-hmm. And I want to hit my goal. I also want you to hit your personal, professional, and financial goals on an individual level. So let's do that together. And this brand, this business is going to do it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure you can tell there's a theme here, right? We're talking about branding and promoting. And the sure. biggest thing is, is because someone asked me a question like, hey, you know, COVID came and, you know, bunch of businesses shut down, right? Sure. Whether that was right or wrong, I'm not going to go into that one on this podcast. But um, a lot of businesses, um, you know, kept going in construction. It was like kind of a construction boom, in my opinion, for, at least for my company. Massive boom. And uh, um, now a lot of those companies are out of business. And someone asked me, what was the difference? And I can only think it was promotion. It's branding, right? Like if you build a company, like like you're saying, if nobody knows you, when all the goodness is there and there's not enough contractors, so they're calling you, giving you work, when the promotion's not there and that's gone, you're screwed. Well, it's, in my opinion, it was supply and demand. Because during COVID, right, there were people weren't allowed to leave their house. Okay. And real estate, like buying and selling, it wasn't a thing. It was very stagnant. You weren't allowed to move or do a lot of things. So when that happened, you had people were staying in their homes and they're like, okay, all these projects we've been putting off, 
right? So pay attention, who created the demand? It wasn't your business, it wasn't your ad, it wasn't your marketing, it wasn't your advertising, it was literally the government or the or the COVID pandemic, right? So a pandemic or COVID or the government, the interest rates, the gas prices, the wood prices, something outside of your control created that spike. Right. And so when it created that spike, you just took on, you just basically, it, it's perfect example is roofing with rain. When it rains, right, what happens? Mother nature is promoting for you. Mother nature is marketing for you. Plain and simple. I'm going to cause a shit ton of problems and roofs and people are going to call you. That's mother nature. She's like, ring, 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 boom, here's three inches of rain or here's a, here's a microburst or here's a tornado. Here's whatever, right? Yeah. Hail. Yeah. And so on the GC side for, in my opinion, during the COVID space, what happened based off of what I saw was it happened, there was a spike in roofing too because people were home. They had money. They couldn't spend it and they weren't allowed to travel. So you have these yeah. five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar trips to the Bahamas, to Hawaii, to San Diego, to whatever that they would have normally spent five or ten thousand dollars on, or twenty thousand dollars on. Hey, let's we can't go there because the government will let us leave legally. We can't do anything because the mask and all that bullshit. So from leaving from there, we well we still have this money. Well, we've been putting off that, that bathroom remodel, mm. or you know we've been needing to fix that roof. We're just uh, uh, the husband. I've been so busy with work and this and this. Boom. You're not moving at all. You're not traveling at all. You're not going anywhere. Guess what? You're staying at home, and all of a sudden you look up at that leak over and over and over (laughs) again. You look at that ugly linoleum, whatever, crap floor, and you're like, or those old terracotta, (laughs) you know, freaking tiles, or the the, the oak from, you know, 1985, and you're like. Hate that. (laughs) Dude, I I, I forgot how much I hate that, but now that the husband is home, or the main provider that's normally gone, you know. The decision maker, yeah. Well, yeah, and and their priorities are now switched to where they can now focus on those, on on that to do list, on that task list mm-hmm. that got pushed off because of work, yeah, and working and traveling and whatnot. That can do a halt, yeah. So, in my opinion, that was the supply versus the demand, um, and same with the roofing. That's that's why, like, I I promised myself that I would build a million dollar a month roofing company with no rain for a year. And we've done it nine out of ten months this year. Solid. And we've had jack crap for rain this year. Yeah, it's twenty twenty three. Nothing. Yeah, jack crap for rain. Maybe the beginning uh, here and there, quarter one, but like quarter two, uh, nothing. Quarter three, absolutely not a freaking drop. Monsoon season did not happen. Yeah, there was one tiny half ass storm that hit Northeast Mesa that didn't really do anything. But <laughs> so that being said, sure. well, what what do you do? So you have all these GC yeah. guys that were killing it, and they were four months out and six months out, and they get charged two hundred percent. Increase and yep. still get signed contracts with cash. But when the demand goes away because people can now travel and now they can go back to work, what happens is your marketing didn't get any better. Your advertising didn't get any better, right? Your market share, you didn't take up any more market share. You just had an outer influence create a demand. And that is it. That is a one night stand. That is a short term affair. And that is how people go to business because they did not build a business to be sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. For the microburst was all they built it for at that yeah. point, and that's why that's why I coach having power partners. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. if I work with the GC, right? The GC is building houses twelve months out of the year. Rain, shine, snow, hail, sunshine, one hundred fifteen, fifteen degrees. It doesn't matter. matter yep. You're, we're doing remodels. We're doing additions. We're doing new builds. We're doing custom. We're doing specs. We're doing custom homes. Cool. They're doing roofing twelve months out of the year. Yeah. Property managers, people coming in, people coming out. Roofs getting old. You know that kind of stuff. Um, those real estate, right? Buying and selling houses, whether 
no rain, guess what? They're still we're still selling and buying thousands of homes a month. Well, some of them need something roofing related. So when you truly find out where your power partners are, establish those relationships regardless of the economy, regardless of who's in office, and regardless of what in any outer influence, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's wood prices, gas prices, uh, you know, who's who's in office. That's what you build your business off of, right? The 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 primary him. Yeah. The wise man built his house on a right? Not on the sand, but on a rock. Yeah. Like it was something solid. COVID was sand, right? Rain is sand. It's not it's it's not permanent. It is an outer source that you cannot control and you cannot control when it starts or when it stops, but it always starts and stops. Yeah. Yeah. I just got a lot right there. That was fantastic. <laughs> um, you mentioned a few moments ago. I'm about like, hey, the husband or the, the, the breadwinner being home, being able to make that decision, right? When we were giving that example. Sure. Makes me curious. How does, and I've heard you talk about this, so I, you know, I have some insight on it, but how, how do you, the homework assignment, we've talked about a lot how to find the balance between home and work life. Um, I've, I've come to learn it doesn't really exist if you're trying to succeed at certain levels. No way. Right? So how do you, how do you, how do, how is your balance at home? Like with work, like you're constantly promoting, you're constantly wearing your gear. Like I know you've worn it on date nights with your wife before. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, how, how do you, how do you manage that? What's the management there? So I believe, I believe in extremism. Okay. I believe that when I'm on a date with my wife, I won't wear my stuff because if I wear my stuff and this is not like. Not an ego check, but like when when I go out, I wouldn't even take my truck because you say, "Oh, Jason, hey, Jason, what's up, man?" Or like, yeah, just, you were at an event and you yep. saw a State Forty Eight truck, yep. right? Just with Grant's event last week. Um, I won't take my truck and I won't wear anything because that is a distraction from what I'm trying to do. Yeah, what I'm trying to do is go on a date. Yep. like we'll promote, promote, promote. You're right. At that moment, I'm not promoting. At that moment, I'm promoting my spouse. Mm-hmm. So whatever distractions are there, kids, you go on date night with kids? No, that's not a date night. That's like a family dinner. Yeah. Right? And you don't take your phone with you. You don't take your watch with you. You don't take, you know, you, you don't bring your COO or, you know, one of your, one of your subcontractors with you. Yeah. Why? Because it, it's date night. So it's you and your spouse and nothing else and no one else gets in the way. That's an extremism. That's how, that's how I roll. So date night, I'm very intentional. It's very heavy. It's very, it, it's... It's voluptuous. I don't know how to say it. Other, other than it's, it's, it's actual true respect. Yeah, it's genuine. Yeah. Right. So like that's that's what I love about if you want if you want a, a little, uh, those that are listening, if you want a little plug, uh, the best in my opinion, the best two things that you can do to get someone's attention is a podcast and golfing. You do a podcast. I I probably have dozens of phone calls, emails, text messages, just like you do right now. No one can get a hold of me right now until we're done. Yep. Not even my wife. I'm focused here. I'm intentional here. I'm an extremist at this podcast. When I'm done, then check my phone, go do a hundred different things and we're good. But like when you go golfing, very, very seldomly will you check your phone or check your stuff. You go golfing, you can be very intimate with that person mm-hmm. for three to four hours. Mm-hmm. Right? If you if RJ, if you came to my office and said, hey, Jason, I want to just shoot the shit with you for three to four hours in my office. We talk for 30 minutes. I'd be like, dude, get out. Yeah. Right. No podcast, no legitimate podcast goes over 60 minutes, right? 30 to 60 minutes. Right. So when you see it that way, but the intimacy of the podcast and of golfing, it's, it's very, very high compared to anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause even the meeting, like, okay, start. And we stop here. Okay. You got 30 minutes. Right. I said, go. I've even set timers, right. Yeah. To be like, Hey, get out. Like you're done. I got to go to the next thing. But when during a podcast and golf, those in my opinion are the two most intimate things, but that's an extreme. Right. And so I, so the whole, 
uh, going back to what you said about the work-life piece uh, with my kids. When I'm with my kids, I don't have my phone. I'm with my kids. We're on the trampoline. We're riding dirt bikes. We're uh, at a practice or a game or whatever. You're like present. I am there. Yeah. I am present and I am intentional. Because what happens is we try and go to the game. They're on our phone and taking a phone call and doing this and this and this. And we miss out the whole reason why we went. Yeah. Or we go on date night and then we're distracted by our phone and by our emails and our text messages and our and work this and work that, right? Mm-hmm. Or bring our kids with us. That's not date night, yeah. right? So when you truly understand that you need to be wherever you are, be an extreme. You're at work. Freaking go hard at work. How many of us work 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18 hour days and we actually don't move the needle? We don't get jack shit done. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. we were trying to be a dad while at work. We were trying to be a husband while at work. Yeah. You, and, and multitasking is the biggest bunch of bullshit on planet Earth. Yeah, I can't do it. Now, you can do a lot of things very quickly, <laughs> but you cannot, like, I can't be on the phone doing this podcast, eating a hamburger, talking to my wife, having sex. I can't be doing like yeah. those, like six of those things all at once. You just can't. Yeah. Like, I can eat a hamburger, but I can't be eating a hamburger and talking with you. Literally, I have to be chewing or talking. I can't be doing both. Right. Right? So we truly understand that whatever you're doing, just be intentional about it. Be in the moment, right? Be They call it be grounded, right? Be, be intentional. Be where you are in the moment, no matter what it is. That's the reason why marriages fall apart because you bring work home and you need to learn how to stop and you can pick it up, back up again. So when I was building my business and going, going crazy, working 12, 18 hour days, I would still make time. My my wife and I discussed, we came on the same page, from 5 to 8 p.m. was family time. So for three hours, she's like, I want you one-eighth of your day. I want one-eighth of your day. I'm like, dude, one-eighth piece of cake. <laughs> uh, it's from 5 to 8 p.m. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> True story, right? And I was like, what did I just sign up to? So for reals, like, it's to, hard. try and get me out to 5 o'clock to go to anything. It's extremely hard. Extremely hard. One, because that's uh, practice and games and, and kids. I have five kids. Um, and that's a time for me to be a dad. Mm. right? But my dad, my kids don't need me for eight hours a day or six hours a day or even two hours a day. They need me from literally from five to eight. That includes playing with them, doing some sort of a game, whatever the case may be. And my wife, right? Spending quality time with her. And my wife, my wife doesn't want me for more than 30 minutes to an hour anyways. I don't care who you are. Like, stay home all day. You do, do that yeah. for a week? Yeah, freaking right. No way. <laughs> not, a, not a thing. But when you truly understand, like, the, the extremism of, like, make day night freaking awesome. Yeah. Make spending time with your kids freaking awesome. Like, go all in on your kids. Listen to them. Be present. Put your phone away. Put your watch away. Put any instructions away. Just be lights out with that daughter or that son. And then when you're at work, like, go hard. Right, and you don't have to go hard for eight hours a day. You, in my opinion, you truly don't, mm. because I think what I think we do is we think, okay, I have eight hours to get all this stuff done. I'm going to work at thirty or forty or fifty or sixty percent instead of a hundred percent for two or three or four hours. Yeah. I can get. That's why I do a lot of my stuff in the morning. I'll get my stuff done before anybody wakes up. Mm. So I'll do my stuff at five, six, seven o'clock in the morning. By then, like I have eight hours to get one thing done. That's why I can go hop on a podcast and go do coaching calls and go do all these other things. I've already got all my shit done. Why? Because I was gangster in like intentional of where I was with working. My wife wasn't bothering me. It's not a distraction in a bad way, but but when I'm being intentional with work, she is a distraction. Yeah. Right? Because when I'm at a date night, I don't make work. Uh, work is a distraction. Right? But when you truly focus on those categories and you're all in on those, changed my life. Then about 18 months ago. Really, really hard the past six months ago, and it has 1,000% changed my marriage, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids, making more money, right? My employees, uh, I also have programmed all everyone that works with me that they know this will not happen here, 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 and um, it, it's it's 
it really is one of the, the not shortcuts, but one of the aha moments that I've had to live through and experience that really has changed my life. So when did you start your company? Four years ago. Four years ago. Okay. So yeah, I think we started in about 2019. So we're kind of- August of 19. Yep. Yeah. That's really? August 1st. Dude, nice. Well, according to Uncle Sam, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so my question is, is like, you, you worked for a roofing company for how long for your uncle? Eight years. Eight years. Okay. So when you started your own business, Eight were you now. always like this? How, how was it when you yeah. started, right? So, and like you talk about the homework life, like how was it then? How was like, for those that are just starting a business and we're talking about that balance, right? If, you know, when you're just starting, I feel like, well, the hustle's always there, right? But the hustle's really there when you're starting. Like totally. Or die. So like, what advice would you have for the new business owners that are actually starting out? Like, do they go even harder or do they still set up that balance as far as like being able to cut off the time? So what I, what I did with Heidi was, I it, I promised her, and it was a season. Mm. A season is not twelve months. Winter is not twelve months long, even in Alaska, right? So it's not one hundred and fifteen here in January. It's just not. Mm. So there's a season of that grind, and the season could be a few weeks. Season could be a few months. Season could be a few years. But when you are, um, Sean Whalen talks about radically open, right? Being radically open and communicating with with your business partners, with your spouse, with your kids, with whatever. Um, I I had that transparent, open, honest conversation with Heidi of like, this is going to be suck. This is going to be crazy, right? And I will do everything I can to make sure that I'm there for you and the kids. But she also understood that going into business as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, you got to put in the work. You just yeah, do. Yeah. And it's it, think and the analogy that I use is, think of it like a train. Mm. A train, once it gets going, 50, 60, 80 miles an hour, is is very easy to maintain. But going from zero to 80 is the hardest part. And it uses massive, amount, massive amounts of force and energy and power and grit and determination and, and right. whatever to, to get it off and get it cranking. Once it's cranking, then you can maintain it. And yeah. there, that's a whole different type of business once it's up and going and maintaining and then and continual growth. But I would still, no matter what, I, I honestly think that you, my opinion, you need six hours of sleep as you get older, eight but six hours of sleep, so you go to bed at 10, up by 4, or go to bed at 11, up by 5. I recommend going to bed a little bit earlier because realistically, after about 9 o'clock, you're pretty much useless. Yeah. Now, I, there were several, several nights where I'd be cranking it out 10, 11, midnight, and then I'd be up again 4 or 5 in the morning. Um, but one non-negotiable that I would never give up is working out. No matter what, work out every single morning. I don't care if you're in, if it's day one of your business or year 10. Work out every single day day you need that dopamine hit you need that that personal mental win right you take your shirt off at night like oh i'm making all this money but you're a fat ass and take you take yeah. your shirt off and you're like dude what happened yeah and guess what your wife sees that too but she doesn't have the balls to call you out i'm like dude you're you you lost yourself like get your shit together yeah. right she didn't marry that version of you 90 i only know one person colton you know colton myers yeah he's the only one that is thinner now than when he got married other than that every single person i've ever talked to ever guys are all heavier yeah and some of them significantly heavier your wife didn't marry the fat the fat version of you she married the best version of you in the beginning and that's what that's what she deserves but we come up with excuses well i'm building a business i'm doing this dude whatever and also like we give up on ourselves the first thing we sacrifice when we start a business is we give up ourselves we give up personal development we give up uh, health and fitness right then we give up our spouse right the quality time with them and the respect for them then we give up our kids all to build this business. Well, what's the reason for building the business? 
for them. Yeah. So you can so so you can die when you're 50 of diabetes because you're 100 pounds overweight. Yeah. No. Right. So you can have a ton of money in the bank account, but you're dead. Uh, no. Right. So you can be divorced year five. Uh, no. So your kids don't talk to you when they're teenagers, and they don't. They're, or you're just you're just the guy with money. That that's it's it's all backwards. Mm. Right. So once again, be intentional when you're building your business. There's no reason like your, your, your employees, your spouse and your kids are not up before seven o'clock. They're just yeah. not. Yeah. Right. So from four to 7 a.m., uh, Ed Milet killed this perfectly. He talks about how to get a 21 day work week. Have you heard this before? Oh, yeah. The three different days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So seven, yeah. seven, seven. Yeah. So he talks about that. He's like, I can get so in. Awesome. If 24 days, he's like, so for the first six hours, he breaks them into to four sixes. Right. Yep. And so I was like, okay, so I can get it in six days, in six hours, I can get it in one day, right? So from 6 a.m. to noon, what am I doing? From noon to six, what am I doing? And from six to midnight, what am I doing? So he breaks those up into three things. And you're not working for all of them, but technically he can get enough work done to equivalent to one normal work day for corporate <clears> America. <throat> and so he's like, you're working, and by the way, who says you can't work Saturdays? Well, I have games and this and that, dude, for years, I would... Be at all my kids' soccer games, t-ball games, flag football, all that stuff, and then I would go to work. Sometimes two hours, sometimes four hours, sometimes six, and and then come back and then have date night. Well, guess what? I was present as a dad. I was present at work, and then I was present on date night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you can do all those things, right? Sunday to each their own. Um, but like literally Monday through Monday through Friday, there's no reason why you can't put in <clears throat> three hours before anybody wakes up, right? And then go spend time with your kids. Yeah. Or or go for it, and then, yeah, just grind it all out. Right. And then, but do something like take your wife to lunch randomly or pick your kids up from school or take them to school and then get home at five o'clock, spend two or three hours with them. And guess what? You have from eight to midnight, but from eight to midnight, we're tired. Yeah. Eight to midnight, we're burnt out. Eight to nine, blah, blah, blah. Dude, freaking like go back to go work at University of Phoenix, man. Like I'm that's why small business owners are freaking G's. Anyone that has the balls to be a small business owner, my hat goes off to you because you have the balls to put in the work that no one else does. Yeah. And that's what happens. So do not sacrifice that because you will, you will get fat. You will be, you will be mentally effed up, right? You will, uh, uh, there's a, a roofer that I used to coach back in the day where suicidal, depressed, overweight, uh, borderline divorced, right? Just in a really bad spot. And I told him, I was like, well, why? Oh, I'm working 18 hour days, falling asleep at the wheel oh, while driving trailers, pulling trailers and stuff because Jeez. monsoon season and all that stuff. I'm like, you got your priorities, priorities mixed up. It's you and your relationship with God. So you first, right? Then your spouse, then your kids, then your business. Yeah. And if you ever get those mixed up, you you went into business for the wrong reason. God, family, business. Yep. Plain and simple. And so when you truly understand that, your life will change. Yeah. But do not do not compromise it. You just might those those the eight to twelves that I don't have to do anymore. I choose not to do anymore. Eight to twelve, I get to spend more time with my wife, or I get to buy your time back. Buy your time back. Yeah, yeah. Dan Martell has an amazing book called Buy Your Time Back, um, or, or Buy Back Your Time, and uh, it, it's that's literally what it is, right? When you truly understand that, when you can hire as a business owner, the first thing you need to start doing is start hiring and delegating. Right, the, you've heard the twenty five hundred rule that I teach. Yeah. So twenty, write down all your tasks you do Monday through Friday, yeah. literally from from four a.m. to midnight. What are you doing every sing, every ten minutes? What are you doing? Bam, 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 bam. Write down all those things and then put a twenty dollar or to, uh, the number twenty or the number five hundred next to it or highlight it in two different colors. Mm. And then all those twenty dollar an hour tasks you need to hire somebody and delegate it. But we're so scared to let go of that first forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars to hire an assistant. We're terrified. And then once I convince 
the the business owner that I'm coaching and, and helping out when they truly understand that like that is that is the best hire you'll ever have is your first one because once you do that you're like oh my gosh I got all this time back and now I can spend it on the things that move the needle because the twenty dollar an hour task stuff that's forty thousand dollars a year will not move the needle you will not grow your business and you'll be in the owner operator technician space forever yeah right most baby boomers are like that my dad been doing flooring for 38, 39 years. Still sets his own appointments, still goes to his own sales, still orders the oh, materials, yeah. still gets the, the dumpster. Now he makes he makes good money, but if he's gone, his company stops. That's, yeah, it doesn't operate. Right, and Tommy Miller teaches this, right? Yep. Like, blew my brains out when he taught me this. Take your phone, put it on, turn it off, or airplane mode. Put it in your nightstand or put it in your desk at your house and take your spouse, and how many kiddos do you have? I have four. You have four. You just had a baby. You're gonna have well, baby. I have, I'm going to have one, and then I adopted two kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So four total. So, yeah, because how, how pregnant is your wife? She's ready to go, uh, right? She, March. She's doing March. March. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, third term is freaking awesome. So cool. Um, the So, when you truly understand that, when you can turn your phone off and put it away for 30 days, go to San Diego, go to the Bahamas, go to Hawaii, go wherever, for 30 days, not touch your phone, no emails, no computer, no iPad, no nothing. Come back. What does your business look like? Jeez, yeah. If it stopped you. or if it went backwards, then you need to do a personal audit of like, oh shit, I need to hire and delegate those pieces. Yeah. You shouldn't, your company should be able to, now st- significant growth is where you come in because you're working on the business now and not in the business. Now there's, yeah. a, there's also a season to be working in the business and not on the business. I only work in my business two to four hours a week, maybe 10 max. Hmm. I spend 20 to 30 working on my business. So you think, so you should still spend some time, like what, what things do you do where you have to work in your business? Uh, well, you uh, for a sale, like a sales meeting. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, maybe so a meeting, the, training, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So tra- training, so training is still working. Technically it's working on the business cause you're trying to like develop your employees. Yeah. Like, so if you get an ROC complaint or you get a piss off homeowner, yeah, I, yeah. I never go out by myself though. So you're very pissed off homeowner, never go by yourself because the only one that's going to fix it is you and no one in your business learned how to do that again. The whole goal is, okay, you want to replace yourself. So if I'm the person going, putting out the fire, okay, I'm going to show you how to put out out this fire next time. So not if, but when we get this phone call again, it's going to happen. It's part of life, right? Part of business. Now, if, but when this happens, I can now send you to go put out that fire instead of me. Yeah. But if I'm the only one putting out the fire every single time. I'm going to be the one getting that phone call every single time. Yep. And you're never going to grow your business. Yeah. You have to be, in, talk about extremism and be intentional. Like when's the last time you went gangster, you just did this weekend. You went gangster hard, uh, intentional on growing and building and scaling your business. Yeah. Most of us small business owners, we do it 10 hours a year. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one hour a month. Right? Yep. But what if I told you you need to do it one hour a day? Now you're doing it five days, five hours a week. Yeah, it's 250 hours a year, right? But when you true, but you have to be intentional about it. You got to make time for it. If you don't, you don't put it on a calendar. Like Grant Cardone teaches, white is of the devil. Yeah. So you have a calendar and there's any white on it, it's like you are like you're freaking deep crap. So, but where on your calendar to say work on my marriage, work on work with my kids, work out. Yeah. Work on myself. Take care of yourself. Work right? on the business, right? Like where does it say? Pull up anybody's calendar. Nobody has it on there. 
and they wonder why they're fat and out of shape. They wonder why their marriage sucks. They wonder why they don't have a relationship with their kids. They wonder why they're working 12 hours a day and not getting and not moving the needle and not growing their scale in the business because they're not intentional about what they're doing. They just do it or want to do it, but they're not actually doing it. That's yeah, that's amazing you say that. We just um, so Grant Cardone's thing 10x, right? Mm -hmm. So he has a 10x planner. We're doing like the Cardone University and stuff. And on there, I'm like, okay, I write down gym every day. And it's so interesting when I actually write it down. I open my thing in the morning, first thing in the morning at 4:30 a.m. Like, hey, I got scriptures and I got the gym. And those are the things I'm in. Like, that's it. Like right now, podcast. Like, okay, I got that hour blocked off. I'm here, and it, that's made the world of a difference. Like for yeah. everything that we do, our whole team does it. You know what the crazy part is? Is that when other people are involved and we put something on our calendar. It's a non-negotiable and we'll be there. Like this podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jason's going to be here at, what was it, 2.30 or 3 o'clock, whatever it yeah, is. 30, yeah. Jason's going to be here at 3 o'clock. I have to be there at 3 o'clock. I don't want to disappoint Jason. Exactly. But Accountability. At four, but at 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning, go to the gym. Who's the only person you're disappointing? Yourself. Yourself. You should never put me in front of you. Yeah. Ever. You should never put somebody else and their priority. I don't care if you're meeting Grant Cardone or Tommy Mello or Carlos Reyes. or I, It don't freaking matter. Yeah. Andy Elliott. It doesn't matter who you're meeting. Never put somebody else as a priority in front of yourself. But we just get, and once you do it once, it gets easier to over and over and over and over again. Then you blink and you're months or even years okay. into, yeah. you're like, holy crap, what just happened? Right? But when you, but flip it, because we talk about the con, the negative part about it. Like I've lost 27 pounds and I put seven pounds of muscle on in the past six months. You look great, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate it. But I've also worked my ass off for it. Yeah. Like yeah, I've been I get your videos every morning. Yeah, push us. I've been in the freaking. In, I've been freaking intentional. You see, yep. yeah, every freaking day intentional, right? Yep. Um, because I wake up and like I don't, I don't kiss my wife. I don't see my kids. I don't talk to my employees. I don't talk to my clients. I don't talk to the world until I go to the gym. Yeah. Once I go to the gym, then everything else matters or moves. Right? Yeah. Whether whether it's reading scriptures, whether it's praying, whether it's meditating, having quiet time, whatever that is. But the, but. For me, like going to the gym, like my day does not start until I leave the gym, not go to the gym. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and going with what you were saying a minute ago, um, Blake Clark, I know like um, one of the things that he was talking about in, in like a story or something on Instagram was that like, hey, in the morning when I um, you know wake up, the world doesn't need me. So I got to get all my crap done. And then at 7 a.m., the world needs me and I don't have time for myself, right? So it kind of goes into exactly what you were just saying. Um, yep. so I, okay. I got one more question for you and this is, uh, well, one, we got to do podcast more often cause it's like a personal coaching session. So this is just great. <laughs> what did, what so, did I say before? Golfing and podcasts. Like if you want, literally, cause, cause if you do it right and you ask the right questions, it's like, RJ is not asking questions for those listening right now. Yeah. And this, this will be turned into a real and be on social media. RJ is <laughs> not asking this for you guys. He's asking it for himself. You're just benefiting from it. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I bring it's out like a moment to learn. But yeah, when like when I do a podcast with Carlos Reyes or Bradley or Ed Milet or Sean Whalen, like I wasn't like, hey, what is the audience? What? No, 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 no. Screw the audience. No offense. Screw the audience. Like, bro, this is a yeah. conversation between you and I, and you guys get to read the benefit of of doing it. So that's yep. also huge. So. And exactly. So, and one of my questions is, and I've been thinking about this a lot because um, I think this goes hand in hand. One, when you're building a company, you have employees and like a lot of people are married, right? And they have spouses, right? And so what I've seen is that I've seen when the spouses are not on board with someone who's trying to build a business or an entrepreneur or whatever, it creates problems like you were talking about. So mm -hmm. if someone has a wife and this isn't me, right? This is more maybe for some of my team. Sure. Uh, my wife's amazing, babe. You're amazing for watching this. Um, <laughs> But how, how if someone's wife isn't on board, how do you get them on board? And I, and I think like 
I think a lot of women marry their men knowing what they're getting into, but then sometimes sure. they don't, right? So like if someone's just like, hey, I didn't sign up for you being gone so much or you working so much, how do you develop that to so, be able to get them on board rather than split? I spend tens of thousands of dollars getting this answer. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you for free. That's serious. Yeah. Mastermind. I know you did. Yeah. $60,000 a year mastermind. I got this answer. Um, it, this literally blew my brains out. And I didn't learn this till like three months ago. When you hire somebody, do you ever bring the spouse? No. When you hire somebody, have you ever brought the kids in? No. But you're going to flip the dad's life or the mom's life upside down. You're going to require more time from them. They're going to spend more time with you in your business than they will with their kids and their, and their spouse combined. But you don't want to involve the ones that they're spending all the time with. So what you do is when you have the initial hiring process, so depending on, on how you hire, there should be two or three or four different tiers of hiring, <clears throat> right? Right. When it's like, hey, yeah, you're going to come on board. The final interview before they agree to work with you or you agree to work with them is, uh, I've only done this once, you bring in your the spouse and if they have kids, I don't care how old, 30 minutes, bring them into the office. Show them, show them the place, show them the setup. Even if it's your freaking house, I don't care. doesn't matter if you're starting off, right? This is my garage, whatever. You bring them in and you sit down and you talk to the wife because if the, uh, just stereotype, don't get all crazy with me, like husband, <laughs> men and women and all that bullshit, like just bring a stereotype so I can just roll with it, okay? So the, the husband's going to work for you. Right. You bring the wife in and you say, hey, we believe in these things called personal, professional, financial goals. Hey, just to let you know, I want to make sure that this is where you transfer that, that authority and that respect from the husband to the wife via the workplace. Hmm. Hey, just to let you know, um, when, when, you know, when RJ comes to work here, tell me where I stand. Ashton. Ashton. So, Hey Ashton, when RJ comes to work here, we have very, very high expectations. If he ever mistreats you outside of the workplace, come find me and let me know because I'll whoop his ass. Because if he's going to disrespect you, he's easily going to disrespect me. I don't sleep in his bed. You do. So if you're if if you are disrespecting her, and Ashton, if you ever feel disrespected by him, you come and let me know, and I'll I will personally take care of it with him. And I'll make his life either awesome or living hell. Right? Hey, kiddos, where do you want to go? What's what's something that you want to buy? What's your next? What's your dream goal? What do you want to? You are you looking for that next house? You're trying to build a pool? Or you want to do this? What like? What Ashton, what's important to you as a spouse with your husband? Is it is it getting the kids off in the morning? Some people give two shits about getting their kids off in the morning. Some people like I didn't do that for years. Yeah. Right? Still not I honestly personally don't care. I help out. I don't see my kids in the morning. See them in the morning, yes. Like, but like drive them to school. Some people, it's like it's like the eleventh yeah. commandment. Some people give two shits. Yeah. But if you don't ask, you don't know. So hey Ashton, like what's really important to you? via your husband and your kids. It, what does that look like for you? What does it look like on Saturdays? What does it look like on Sundays, right? Is it, what does it look like in the mornings for you or on the evenings? I'm gonna require a lot out of your husband, but I'm also gonna help him become the best version of himself and help him reach his true potential, not just in the workplace, but at a, as a husband and a father. Hmm. Imagine taking that to the interview. Yeah, that'd be crazy. What would Ashton, <laughs> what would, how would Ashton feel? 
awesome. She would feel well, like she's she invested. Feel, how would she, yes, yeah. she would feel, yeah. hey, you're not here like actually doing the work and putting in the 40, 50, 60 hours, but I'm invested in, in the family. It's teamwork, yeah. Yes, because I want you to become the best version of yourself, reach true potential. In order to do that, you can't just do that in the workplace. You have to do that at home, yeah, right, with your spouse and with your kids. It's three tiers, right? You have yourself, your spouse, and your kids, and then the business, hmm. right? So you need to get your shit together. So if we're doing stupid stuff and we're making bad choices, that stops now. That's between you and me, number one. Number two is your spouse. If you two have shit going on, I'm I need to know about it, and I'm going to know about it because if you two are on the same page, you're you cannot give me 100 at work if you're not on the same page with her. It's absolute bullshit and not true that you think that you cannot be on the same page and give your boss or give your employer 100. percent yeah. You can't, and I demand 100. percent That means that you need to get your shit together with her. That means you two need to get on the same page. You need you need to communicate. You need to have those hard conversations. Okay, Ashton, I need your full support. Do I have your full support from you in making sure your husband gives 100% at the workplace, but I'll make sure, and in return, I'll make sure that he gives you 100%. What do you think? Yeah, of course. All day. Yeah, all yeah. day, right? Hey, kiddos, one, two, three, four, five, doesn't matter. How, it doesn't matter how. Hey, I need your dad to work here. Hey, what's something that you guys want to do? Some Something fun, something cool in the next year? What does that look like? Oh, we want to go camping. We want to buy a side-by-side. We want to go to Hawaii. We want to go to Disneyland. Cool. Hey, write it down for me. Now write it down. Cool. It says Disneyland on it. Now a piece of paper. Cool. So now at your desk, at your cubicle, at your in your truck, whatever, it says Disneyland. Yeah. See now guess what? Yeah. Now I have the kids. Do the kids love me now? Yep. Yes. Does Ashton love me? Yep. Absolutely. What did I just do to you? Made me love you. <laughs> yeah. And I gave you a shit ton of accountability. Yeah, that's true. Like you yeah. will, you will not disrespect her. You two will be in sync. Right? Or I'm yeah. gonna be on your ass. Yep. And guess what? We need to work your ass off and you need to like Commit and be her 100% and be intentional at work because we need to get your kids to Disneyland. Yeah. And I have the paycheck to make that happen for you. So now I have you committed and invested, her committed and invested. The whole family. And then the whole yeah. family. We get it that's all smart. wrong. Wow. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? That's that, yeah. You never heard that before. No. Dude, never. I've been in business. I, I've been, I've been, I don't say in business. I've been in business for four years. I've been in the roofing industry for 14 years. I listened to a shit ton of podcasts mm. and been to every conference on planet Earth, it feels like. And trained with some of the best. That came from Andy Elliott. Really? Wow. That's isn't, crazy. Isn't that nuts? And That's guess what? Awesome. And guess what? If you go follow Andy Elliott, him, in my opinion, more than any, more than Grant Cardone, more than any Frisella, more than any other serial entrepreneur, more than Brad Lee, more than any other serial entrepreneur, that he has his team and their family more invested than any other entrepreneur on planet Earth. Mm. That's crazy. I didn't know he, had, he involved everybody like that. That's you know crazy. That's, they hang, they that's hang smart, out all the time. That's smart as crap, they do stuff all, Yes, because, dude, what if, if I have your wife involved and I have your wife committed, dude, you will do – you become a puppet. You will do anything I want to because I have her support and you don't want to piss her off and you guys want to be on the same page. And if I can control that, like, game over. Yeah. What happens is when it's me and you, me and you, me and you – where every time it's me and you, there's a little Lego that creates a wall between the two of you because now like work's more important and like my boss is my boss that. How many people even know who RJ is other than the guy that cuts a check on Friday? Right. Or is that all you are to the spouse? You're just the guy that cuts a check. Instead of like, I love RJ, he's great, he talks to me, he sees me, we see each other at activities and at events, and yeah. And, yeah. and that one time, and, and by the way, so if you're doing quarterly PPFs. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this out loud. I don't do this, but it's a great idea. I'm just bringing it up. I'm literally, it's coming to creativity follows commitment, right? Yeah. I'm literally bringing this right now. 
What if you did your P- quarterly PPS like you should be doing? With the spouse. And bring your spouse in. Yeah, that, hey. That's golden. I brought that. That's, that's on me. <laughs> I, that was me. That was not Andy Elliott. I brought that up. Stamp. Jason True Payne. story. Bam. Yeah. I'll take that yeah. to the grave. No, but like, that, that's but, smart. But, that's smart. but if you're doing it in the hiring process, you do that. And then two, three, four, five years go by. You, you naturally have to lose respect or credibility with the spouse because you didn't reconnect with her. You only reconnected with the, the team member yeah. working for you. Yeah. Right. You talk to the kids. Hey, the Disneyland thing, whether it happened or didn't happen. Right. What if you brought them in three months later? Where are we at? Well, your dad needs to do this and this and this. Or, hey, yeah, we're on track. We're super excited. You are now jacked up at your workplace. Oh, 100 percent. And now you're an entrepreneur. Right. Instead of just a freaking clock yeah. in, clock out guy. Yeah. You're not a nine to five. Or you are now like, dude, this is my family. This is my baby. Now I'm wearing my elder contracting shit on the weekend. Yeah. Now I'm like, now Brand I'm bragging about Brand who I am, what I do. Why? Because my boss gives two shits about me, right? He respects my wife like crazy. You know the people that respect your wife and disrespect your wife. Oh, yeah. You know them by name. Yep. You, If I ask you know, the top two people, top three people that respect your wife, like no matter when you see him, Jordan Adler is one of them. Whenever he comes, he always gives my wife a hug, always says, hey, Heidi, and always talks to her for five minutes about anything. What, like, Jordan, like number one, right? And then there's other people that I can also point out. I'm not going to. I'm not <laughs> here, But that have disrespected my wife that are no longer in my life. Yeah. And I can name them off just like that. So do you want which you. which one do you want to be? Right. Right? But like if you're doing it at the hiring process, why wouldn't you do it and reconnect over 90 days? Hey, what's up? Hey, how can I help? Hey, what do you guys got going on? Right? Dang. Well, and I know we've all used that excuse, like when the wife's like, hey, we're working too much. It's like, well, I'm trying to build a future. I'm trying, I'm, you know, I'm doing this for us, whatever. But like it's because they don't, they don't well, and they they're not involved. They don't know. Like, what is that? Well, what are you doing? Right? Bringing them in, that changes the game. And it's game changing. So that was that was for hiring an employee. Right. As a business owner, there's nobody above you, right? Right. Except for a mentor or a coach. And even then, in your business, there's still nobody above you, right? So right. It's literally you. So when it comes down to that, is are you being fully transparent? Mm-hmm. Better question: What are you holding back from your spouse? Yeah. What are you not communicating to her at all or well? I struggle with this. This is why I'm really good at teaching this because I sucked at it so bad. I had to overcome it through therapy over and over and over and over about a white lie, mm-hmm. right? About just being 100% transparent. Hey, I'm going to invest this money. How many, you guys are, how many husbands are scared to tell their spouse that they want to invest in this coaching that's yeah. $60,000 $60, or $100,000 or $180,000 or $1,000 a month or, or whatever that dollar amount is? How many of us are terrified to tell our spouse that? Why? It's because they don't trust you. Makes sense. For whatever reason. Yeah. They don't trust you. So you need to figure out the disconnect between you and your spouse, why that trust isn't there. Now, some of them might want more information. They don't want, even want justification. They just want more information. Or you want to tell my wife, hey, we need to go buy a truck that's $60,000. We need to go buy this. Or I want to go to this conference. I want to invest in this mastermind. And she'll say, okay. And I've, I've taught her to literally ask me, hey, what does that look like? Hmm. Or, or what's the point? Or what for? Right? That's just a cold plunge. I literally texted her today. Hey, I want a cold plunge for Christmas. She's like, okay, where are we going to put it? And what's the point? She knew what the point was because we talked to Gary Brecken. So yeah, we know yeah. that, that whole deal. But it, was, it wasn't no, don't do it or that's dumb or whatever, Christmas or not. It's let's talk about it. Right. Well, and instead of just like, hey, yes or no, like give me some dialogue. Yeah. Right. But a lot of it, take away all that it has to do with trust principle. If she doesn't trust you, she's going to question. Every single thing you do, and you're gonna be frustrated because there's a there's a level of trust that has been broken. You need to figure out where it broke, apologize, 
fix it, and then build and and rebuild that with practice, with repetition, and with consistency. Plain and simple. And once you start doing that, life gets really fun. Dude, awesome. That great way to end. There you, there you guys have it. Jason Payne, State 48 Roofing. Um, guys, we're going to drop his socials and all of his links for his coaching program. Um, I'm sure many of you guys probably want to hop on that after this because I want to rehop on again if that's even possible. And um, also all of his uh, social media for State 48. You guys can see what he's doing, how he's branding. Um, Jason, thank you for being here today. Dude. Absolutely. Again, awesome. I appreciate it. We love your program and man, you've, you've changed our lives. I've told you that before. Dude, that's, so that's, that's one of the biggest things is because is, you and I were talking about that before, right? Because you're in other, your other mentorship programs. It's totally fine. And, and I'm in some of those as well too. Right. But like proximity. Yeah. Right. So we're going to proximity. And that's what you get with our consulting businesses is you get me. You can text me. You can call me. Um, I'll come on your podcast. Like there's other guys that are so big you can't get a hold of them. You may be able to get a hold of one of their sales guys. But like you can't get a hold. Directly, I'm not I'm yeah. big enough yet. Maybe I won't be at all ever. Maybe I will. I don't know. But right now is a great opportunity because – the proximity of me being able to help you is is super close, yeah. and there's there's it's very powerful when it's that close. When it gets distant, that's when you start to lose lose that. It's still effective, just not as effective. Yeah, one hundred percent. And so that's what it comes down to is is having that personal touch. And the thing uh, I coach on, I take a lot of pride in, is what I just talked about, mm-hmm. right? And you know, it's a, a very similar to that. Is it's you and your personal relationship with yourself, and then also your spouse and your kids then your job or then your business. And most coaches don't talk about, they're like, okay, bust out your QuickBooks, bust out your P&Ls, let's look at your CRM, let's look at your KPIs, hold the phones. Yeah. You need to get your shit together first and your shit with your wife together and your kids. Then we go to KPIs, then we go to P&Ls, then we go to scaling your business. But I can't scale your business if I can't scale you first. Yeah, you can't skip one through 10 and get to 11, 100%. Yes, right? some- no, and, um, you know, it's really important for everybody to remember, and I mean, this is something I have to remind myself every single time, because like, you know, I'm going to your program, we're going to a bunch of coaching programs, I am overwhelmed with information. What good is the information if it's not implemented, right? Yes. We go through our life, we learn stuff all the time, we did this in high school, we did this in college, if you went to college, I never did, but if you did, like, you got information, you didn't implement it, and so what good does it do you do, do you guys, right? So implement guys take the stuff that's being taught take the stuff mm-hmm. that you're learning implement it that's how you get results it's all about results it's called F- fti failure to implement yep exactly that's a that's the number one way like people people that like read books i read all these books i go to those conferences i go to these masterminds and you're still in the same place yep there's nothing worse in life than waking up 12 months later being in the exact same place exactly physically mentally spiritually psychologically uh with your relationships right your bank account uh you name it. That's that's like the biggest FOMO that I have is waking up a year from now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I went backwards. Yeah, I lost. I went backwards in it's terrifying in a category. I have massive FOMO of that. Like it, it, like bad. And so that's why, like, okay, every single day, you just get one percent better. That's where you lose sleep. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Well, there you go. Oh. So, guys, share the show. Okay, we're trying to help out. We're trying to share our experience. Share the show. Please rate, review, drop. You know. Click all of our links, go through them, find out what Jason's doing, follow him. Okay, we're trying to spread the word. This is a community of everybody who's trying to get better, trying to scale, whether it's at home or in business. This is a homework assignment.